Hello, everyone, and welcome back to HOA It's a True Story. Today, we have Dean Jackson with Collins Management. He's the Director of Project Management. Dean recently was on the show, and he was discussing his experience with managing board expectations. And he has such vast knowledge and experience, we asked him to come back today and talk to us about his experiences with sewer laterals. Everything you wanted to know, part two. Also joining us today is Bill Mann. Thank you both of you guys for coming back onto the show. Pleasure. Thank you, Reagan. Dean, I know it's only been a few weeks, but thank you for, again for joining us. And would you just remind our listeners what you currently do in the HOA industry? Currently, I am part of the project management department at Collins Management. I created the department and now there's more of us busy bees over there. And we, we manage all sorts of projects for many different associations. Okay, so let's get right into the sewer laterals. This is part two. Our part one has been quite some time ago where we introduced the concept of what a sewer lateral even was because a lot of us had never even heard of that. But now many of the cities and counties have now been requiring sewer lateral inspections. And part of this was born out of leaking into the San Francisco Bay and the EPA got involved. And since then have required these types of inspections. But what have you seen from the different cities and counties and how are they different? I was first introduced to this subject when I was managing a high-rise building in the jurisdiction of East Bay Mud. East Bay Mud has very hard and fast date-specific requirements to come into uh, compliance with their private sewer lateral program. And those requirements basically said that as of last year, you needed to have your sewer laterals tested with a pressure test and they needed to hold pressure. And if that means get them repaired or replaced beforehand, that's what needs to happen. That was my initial experience with it. I didn't know that there was a whole other world outside of East Bay Mud until I started doing projects in other jurisdictions. East Bay Mud is really one of the few that has these date-specific requirements. The others are generally on a 10-year cycle. In other words, you need to video your sewer laterals and submit them to the jurisdiction, for example, Richmond, and they will look at it at the videos and they will tell you what you need to repair in order to come into compliance and then they will issue a sewer lateral certificate of compliance after the work is done and they uh, observe the new conditions with a supplementary video let's stop for just a minute you okay said they particularly wanted every 10 years are you finding that that's kind of typical is about every 10 years or different locations asking for different inspection time frame? Uh, there's one location that requires inspections once the building turns 30 years old. There's a number of locations where they're on a 10-year cycle. A couple might be on nine years, I'm not sure. And there's many jurisdictions that do not have a hard and fast requirement in terms of a schedule, but they're rather triggered, say, uh, in the case of Panol, they work directly with an association to come into compliance. And they have the same video requirement and they'll give you a deficiency report that you need to make repairs on but they are not triggered by a deadline they are triggered either at the point of sale of a unit or they're put on your radar when you apply for a permit for a construction project and a lot of jurisdictions do it that way 
Bill, was that your experience when we were talking before on sewer laterals? I felt like they were asking us more frequently than that. Yeah, it just depends. I mean, it's, he's, you know, kind of right. I mean, it seems like 10 years seems to be kind of about the cycle. And then a lot of them were a lot of the cities, particularly in the South Bay, were being triggered off of escrows. But then we had the project in Healdsburg that got triggered off a building permit for deck repairs. <laughs> so Dean, so. and one other question about this timing thing, is this like where with SB 326 balcony inspections, we had five years to get this done and everybody has to do it in that time. Is this like that with the sewer laterals that if they haven't been inspected, you have X amount of time to get it done and submitted into your city or county? Well, with East Bay Mud, unless you have a thousand linear feet of uh, sewer lateral or main or more than that, you should have had the compliance certificate issued already. If you have more than a thousand linear feet, then the deadline is 2026. But by and large, I am not seeing jurisdictions come after the HOAs until they have a trigger. Now, here's one other question you may or may not know. Is every county where the sewer lateral is owned by the building HOA, are there any that is actually owned by the city or county and the connection is at the building? Primarily what I've seen is that the building's private sewer lateral will connect the VOI connection to the city's main some place on a city-owned parcel, generally in the middle of the street. I've rarely seen the connection made at the building. Uh, now with Albany and another district, the association is only responsible to the curb. Then the jurisdiction, Albany works under East Bay Mud's rules, but they take it from the curb to the main. They don't want anybody touching their but main. But they still require them. the inspection regardless of who owns it and where the connection is. Yeah, of the HOA portion of it. Okay. Are you seeing a difference in requirements if it's a true PUD with sewer, you know, individual sewer laterals? Does that become a unit owner responsibility or is that an HOA responsibility? In my experience, it's usually a unit owner responsibility for a, a PD. It okay. could be different depending on the governing documents. But in my experience, it, that generally is on the homeowner and that would generally be triggered at point of sale. What kind of cost is involved in this? How much does this really cost to do an inspection? Well, the inspection is not the problem. I have a very large association in Richmond that has just gotten proposals to do the video inspection. And the lowest proposal was $19,000, but there's a lot of laterals there. I've seen stacked condos that have one lateral exiting the building and the inspection there is less than 10,000 or less than 5,000. It's when you get into uh, difficulties, uh, unexpected things that the costs can go up. I have one in Oakland under East Bay Mud that is not in compliance because the pipe was encased in very dense asphalt. And then they found two different sizes of piping that they couldn't get around replacing everything. So the costs went up and up. So there is some unexpected things. I have a couple of projects where replacement of all of the sewer laterals or most of them is warranted. And those are close to a million dollars in the construction phase. So how do you figure uh, out how many lines are involved? Like you said, one only had one and another had three or four. How do you figure this out? Where does a board begin to find out what their responsibility is for inspection and repair? Uh, 
Well, you have the contractors who are bidding on it go out and do the work for you. Find out where all of these sewer laterals are, how many there are, and the cleanouts, and give me a proposal to uh, do a video inspection, for example. And then after that, they'll give a proposal based upon the deficiency reports. East Bay Mud, again, operates differently. They say you have to pass a compliance test and come to us when you're ready to do that. I'm assuming so we're talking we, about plumbers, though, right? Generally, plumbers, there are contractors that exclusively deal in sewer laterals and, and sewer mains. Mm, okay. Mm. Go ahead, Bill. I'm sorry. Yeah, Dean. So on the pressure test that East Bay Mud requires, is that more expensive test? than having the video done? And are you seeing more failures with that versus the video? In my experience, uh, the East Bay mud test is less expensive oh. because it's less time consuming. The difference here is with East Bay mud, you get a compliance test after repairs are made. On many other jurisdictions, oh, okay. you submit a video before repairs are made and they tell you what needs to be repaired. And then you repair it and go back and video afterwards to show them that you repaired it. Right. So video seems to be the basic method of requirement. The usual method, uh, much more than a pressure test at the outset, but East Bay Mud requires that. And it's usually a test where um, a line has to hold water pressure. So when they say you got to repair something, typically what are we talking about? They have to be water jetted or they have to go in and cut pipe and replace that or valves? What kind of repairs are we seeing? In some jurisdictions, they want you to replace any clay pipes, whether they're damaged or not. Uh, oh, in some okay. jurisdictions, they will require you to clean before videoing. That's not a requirement everywhere. And then if the video shows any offsets or cracks or root intrusion, you will either have to replace that line or you'll give them the option of making repairs. I would imagine the root intrusion is probably one of the biggest issues. Yes, in my experience. Whoever bids on this, whatever plumber or sewer lateral contractor you hire, and they're giving you how many it's going to be and how much it's going to cost a video, but obviously any repair costs are going to come after the fact because they're not going to know. Right. Yeah, it's a two, actually, I would say a three-step process. Step one get the videos, step two, get the deficiency reports, step three, make the repairs that are required. And after that, the jurisdiction will tell you whether or not you're in compliance and in most cases offer uh, a certificate of compliance. We've been talking a lot about high rise, but is this affecting mid rise or just large regular condo complexes? Where there is an ordinance in place, it's affecting everybody. So this isn't just for high-rises anymore. No. If you have a sewer lateral that connects to the, the city main. You're involved. You're involved. <laughs> either the homeowner is involved or the association's involved or both. In your experience, have you seen this as a line item in the reserve studies? I have not seen it as a line item in, in many reserve studies over three years old. But now I'm starting to see it. What about you, Bill? No, I haven't seen it yet. I imagine now that you can also, if you know it's a 10-year cycle, you can also start reserving for the inspection costs too. Well, goodness, if you're talking about anywhere from, you know, five to 25,000, I would think you would. And it could even be more than that if there's substantial repairs involved. 
are there different methods of repairing? You know, you've seen these things on TV where the guy sends a pipe down inside the old pipe and blows the old pipe apart. I mean, are those repair methods that are actually being used out in the field? That's called pipe bursting. And it's very common where sewer line replacement, that, and by sewer line, I mean either the lateral or what we call the intermediate sewer lateral where the individual laterals from the units meet an HOA common lateral, which then ties into the city line. Okay, um, so we're calling that a lateral, not a main now. <laughs> okay. well, it, it, it is technically a main. It, it's an intermediate yeah. between the individual sewer yeah. laterals and the city. In, okay. some, in some cases, HOAs have their own main for which they are responsible. I am seeing where replacement is, is required. Most people, uh, most companies are going for the pipe bursting method. And that okay. tends to be the most cost effective because with those, they excavate at the building clean out. And they excavate okay. the connection with the city. They replace the okay. Y connection. And then they just send this plasticized product. I think it's it's a polyurethane-like product. But uh, the okay. name, they send it through. They burst out the old pipe. And then they just make the connections. And that's a lot cheaper in most, most cases than trenching and making individual repairs. Although yeah, so. that would be very toxic, <laughs> blowing yeah. up your sewer line. <laughs> But there, there are times when they need, need to excavate and make uh, repairs along the line. That generally comes when they're close to other utilities. Okay. So if they have to excavate this out, I imagine some of these places have not paid close attention to where that line is and have landscaped pretty substantially over it. Have you seen that as part of your experience? I've seen a lot of lines running beneath the landscape. Also, I've seen clean outs in the middle of the landscape. It's going to be up to the contractor to figure out where the lines are and where they go. Under the planner box that you just installed. <laughs> yeah, that happens. Oh, yeah. Under, the sidewalk, I mean, under the sidewalk that you just re replaced. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then you got all the ground lighting, electrical conduits and everything else. There's a lot of stuff, you know. Does, does the city give you like a, an as-built of this so you know where it is after the fact? Or, I mean, is this forever in your books so you know now where that line is? Not usually. I know that in some cases, the city or the jurisdiction will have a map of their sewer lines in the area. And if you're lucky, it'll show you where you connect to them. And that can be mm. very helpful. But no, contractors are just making repairs. And I oftentimes ask them to draw me a map of where these things are or to use an HOA map to mark them out so that we do have them for records. But it's not something that they'll give you if you don't ask for it. I can imagine that this is a little bit more of a sticky situation for the first time around than later trying to figure out all the details could probably be fairly daunting for a manager. Do you have any advice directly for the manager on how they should go about this? Maybe start with the reserves and see if there's money for an inspection. Well, I would definitely uh, say that they should have either the inspection and, and also perhaps repairs in their reserve study. I think that in my experience, jurisdictions usually aren't running after HOAs, but the manager should be prepared for it. And if they are in East Bay Mud territory, if they haven't gotten their certificate of, of compliance, East Bay Mud is sending out letters saying, hey, we're going to find you if you don't. So mm -hmm. yeah, they, they should be reserving for it. They should be preparing for it. Unfortunately, there's no hard and fast rule about how much it's going to cost. A lot of it's based upon how many laterals there are, how many mains there are. 
and how much physical labor is involved. Well, this sounds like a perfect topic for Afra to come back onto the show and talk about <laughs> it again. We'll have to get them funding for sewer laterals now. It's a dirty business, but someone's got to do it. Gene, the name of the podcast, as you know, is HOA, It's a True Story. Do you have a, a story to share a little bit deeper dive into the sewer? Yeah. <laughs> I've noticed that in some jurisdictions, the requirements that are placed upon an HOA can change when personnel changes. Oh, yeah. Building departments. So I had one association that we've been working for a couple of years under the understanding that the HOA did not have to replace any of its mains. And I had that in an email. And then we were told that we did. We had to replace all of the mains. And I, oh, wow. I gave them the email and she kicked me up to her supervisor. And then we um, ended up having to replace one of the mains because the other mains were not really our responsibility. And now we're back to not having to replace any, but just this one main. And that all changed when the uh, new person in charge was willing to work with me. Kind of back to the building department responsibilities. <laughs> I'm sure you see that in many different types of jobs. Permit process. Does this require a specific permit? Uh, usually, yes. Yeah. Okay. And I'm sure they get fees for that permit. Yeah. And I'm finding that contractors will make that a pass-through expense on their proposal or they will make you pay it separately. Dean, is there any expense or back to the municipality when you connect into the sewer lane or sewer main out in the street? Are they charging it? Do they have to be there to do it? How's that process um, work? Sometimes they have to be there when you do it, but it, it's not a, I don't want to do a sweeping generalization saying that. It really is different for everybody. Okay. The only fees that I have seen associated with the city is the permitting. Okay. And also the verification testing, they'll charge for that too. They don't come out to do the verification. You do. We do the testing. In the case of East Bay Mud, they have to witness it. And different municipalities have different things. In um, West County uh, Water District, the guy who works there who's in charge wants to witness or wants to be on site and look at the condition of the lines before signing off. Wow. Well, it sounds like it's an ever-changing process, and we highly suggest that managers get it on their radar and start putting away some money in the reserves for that and begin the process. So thanks again, Dean. It was really nice having you back, and I appreciate your vast knowledge and experiences. It just makes it a lot easier for other people to try to figure out where to go from here. I appreciate if anybody it. has you. any questions, we'll send them your way. If they can't reach out to you directly, they can always reach us at inquiry at gbgroupinc.com and we'll pass it along to you. In the meantime, I hope we get to have you back on the show again and we'll look forward to that time. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you, Dave.